Welcome to ordinary time. There's no more anxiety whether you're on the naughty or nice list, or if you have enough ham, turkey, or mashed potatoes for people coming to visit. The holiday decorations are down, and we're back to normal in our ordinary routines. But this isn't time to sit back and relax on our morals. If we don't maintain our faith in our day-to-day -day lives, it's difficult to be prepared for the big celebrations. This is the significance of ordinary time. Ordinary time is a time to deepen one's prayer life, read the scriptures, unite more deeply with the Lord in the Eucharist, and become a more holy and whole person. Ordinary time is like spring and fall that transition us from winter to summer and back. Ordinary time is a period when we strive to become the extraordinary messengers of the gospel that we have been commissioned through our baptism. In our gospel today, John the Baptist saw Jesus walking toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This line should take us to the Eucharist to see and taste and touch our Lord and Savior. The word should also refresh us longing to know Jesus more personally and to share our Christian relationship with others. However, John did not have the Eucharist on his mind when he introduced Jesus as the Lamb of God. He had baptism on his mind. This Bible passage takes us from baptism to Eucharist, just like every week we attend Mass. The first thing we do when we enter the church is bless ourselves with holy water. In the Bible, John the Baptist and Jesus baptized with water as a visible sign of cleansing. Blessing ourselves reminds us of our baptism and forgiveness of our faults. The Gloria recited on Sundays outside of Advent and Lent, often referred to as the angelic hymn, the Gloria was first chanted by the angels from heaven for the birth of Christ on earth. Its opening burst praises outflow to the series of joyful cries addressed to the Father. We worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. The hymn goes on to implore the mercy of the Son, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Next in the Liturgy of the Word, four passages from sacred scripture are read. First, from the Hebrew scriptures, also known as the Old Testament. Then a response is usually sung from the book of Psalms. Next, a reading from the Christian scriptures or the New Testament. And finally, from the Gospels, the four books that depict the life of Jesus on earth. The Gospel of John, who we heard from this evening, begins in chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We sometimes forget that the Word is God. Inasmuch as the Eucharist is living divinity of Jesus, so is sacred scripture. It is the word that informs, the word that creates. It's no exaggeration to, to suggest 
that what we eat in Holy Communion is the word of God which we have just listened to. We feed on and take into ourselves the gospel story of Jesus. When we thus take this life on board, Jesus lives, Jesus is present. Part of the Eucharistic prayer is the calling down of the Holy Spirit upon the offerings of bread and wine, just as Jesus taught us at the Last Supper. This calling down of the Holy Spirit is called the epiclesis. The priest, through the faculty of his ordination, asks God the Father to send the Holy Spirit in order to sanctify these offerings so that they may become the body and blood of Christ. This is where the gospel demands a response from us. When the church says that the mass is a sacrifice, something very realistic is anticipated. There is a call to spirituality involved, to courageously open our hearts, here among our companions in faith, to the gospel challenge, to be community to the world in the spirit of a living Jesus. In other words, to live together the word we hear. After the Eucharistic prayer, we pray in the words that Jesus taught us, the Lord's Prayer. Right before communion, we all sing or say the Lamb of God, which echoes our gospel today. As the priest presents us with our Lord and Savior, he says, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sin of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. When we receive Holy Communion, we are accepting into ourselves what we just sacrificed. By standing and approaching Holy Communion, I publicly commit myself to step into a holy community, the body of Christ. But I am not stepping only into this community assembled here around me. It is a commitment to consider all people as holy, all people as noble, and all reality as filled with the presence of God. Then, filled with Christ, we are sent forth to share what we, re we received with the world. A couple weeks ago, Father gave all of us an assignment. He said, be a blessing to others. Be brothers and sisters to each other and to pray. That's what we're meant to do when we are sent forth. So how are you doing? Little by little, we choose better. As we go forth today, look at our ordinary worship as an extraordinary way through the lens of the Bible. Mass confronts all of us with a cost of submitting to the story of Jesus, God's word. When we choose to become the community of Christ in today's world, Jesus lives. We should understand that after just finishing the Christmas season, that as believers of Christ, nothing in our life is ordinary. Living with Christ is our focus, our lives will continue to be extraordinary. <laughs>